people listening to this. <laughs> this know. is the podcast where we talk about some of the best songs and a lot of the worst songs that happen to the universe. <laughs> Here with Justin, my friend. What up? And Jake, myself. And yeah, and today we're tackling a what should we're, be a good song. We're doing it, the, we're doing the Grammy episode, it, yeah, it ladies won a and gentlemen. Grammy for, yeah. for this was the winner recording of the year for song of the year, song of the year, song of the year. Bonnie rates just like that. Now, oh, there's it, this is going to be interesting to me. Okay, and, and 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 mostly because this is very applicable to you and I and this podcast because okay. we've been doing this podcast for over a year. Now, wow! First yeah, of all, because last year at this time mm. we did the song of the year. Oh, did we? Uh, which was Silk Sonic. Oh, which was uh, also a good leave song. Leave the door open, which yeah. was a great song, right? That whole record was fantastic. And um, so, I'm I'm looking here. So the song is just like that, Bonnie Raitt. And you Zoomers out there are like, who the f is Bonnie Raitt? Well, let me tell you oh. something. Oh no, Jake, you're Jake is somehow offended by a Zoomer question <laughs> no, that was I, not I, actually I, asked. I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> yes, listen, this is the first time on this podcast that we've come across an artist that I personally listen to on a regular basis. Oh really? I love Bonnie Raitt. Okay, well yeah. this is it. I'm I not love, super I love surprised. her her traditional blues stuff. Okay. I love her early singer-songwriter stuff. Um and I love her 90s pop stuff with Bruce Holborn like where uh he the uh I can't make you love me. Yeah. Great like song. that's like that song is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Like that yeah. is one of my absolute favorite song okay and then. something to talk about on the same album yeah great album me and my partner we listen to that record all the time because oh. it's a classic record awesome and um i digress but apparently you've you've done some digressing but yeah, I, I didn't know you're i have a her original fan. album on vinyl oh my lord you know so okay. yes i have vinyl i'm one of those guys i'm a jazz musician like i gotta have vinyl yeah. okay so but i just wanted to share this with you so okay. these were the nominees this year mm. For song of the year, okay, right, um, and, and this this will be very interesting. So, just like that, Bonnie Raitt, that was the winner. Sure. Break my soul, Beyonce. Okay, okay, as it was, Harry Styles. Sure. About Dan time, Lizzo. Love it. Uh, All too well, the ten minute version, Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. Uh, God did Jay Z, Little Wayne, DJ Khaled. Okay. Don't know that one. Bad habits. We did the that Steve Lacey song. Don't remember that at all. Uh, uh, Easy on me, Adele. Our first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, A B C D E F U. Gale. Fun. Stupid. Uh, love and it. Uh, the heart part five. Kendrick Lamar. No idea. So, um, out of these, uh, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs. Okay. On this podcast, we have done seven of them. Holy crap! And I don't remember the, any of them. The, the two, <laughs> you're not good with names. No, so no, much. no. I the two th- that we did not do was God did Jay Z feet Little Wayne DJ Khaled. But we've done th- two or three DJ Khaled songs. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah. Generally. And then the other one was the Heart Part Five Kendrick Lamar, um, which was and, probably good. Which like was probably Lamar. great. We like Kendrick, but that's probably off the new the record he dropped last year where we did the song N95. Oh, but we didn't do anything else from that record because okay. it didn't chart. But neither did Bonnie Raitt's just like that. No. Okay. So out of these songs, if I can remember correctly, listeners can, you know, go back through the archives. Some people like to do that kind of uh, thing. <laughs> Break My Soul, the Beyonce song, we weren't wild about. Yeah. But it was fine. It yeah. was a dance, 
number. And that's it was right. like, okay, fine. As it was the Harry Styles song that's like got... Okay, yeah. started off like hella catchy, right? Like 80s vibe sort of thing. Like eventually I learned to hate that song because it was just everywhere all the time, all over the place. it's catchy as hell. You can't say that it wasn't. About damn time, we love that song. We love Lizzo. And I sing that in my dad band. I... Nice. I sing it half a step up. So that my bassist doesn't have to tune down. That's where I'm oh, at. Oh, that's friendly. Yeah. <laughs> but we love Lizzo, and, and we love that song. We really enjoyed that week of the podcast, and I thought that was a shoe-in to win this year. I would have Because I, if, like, if there was a song of the summer, Super. you know, they always kind of talk about songs of the summer, it was either going to be the Harry Styles song or Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. Lizzo's and I just feel great. like Lizzo has more universal appeal. All Too Well, Taylor Swift, we were like, okay, like that's a 10-minute long song, and nobody needs to hear that. Um, bad habits. We didn't hate it. We didn't like it. What is that now? It, it's kind of this stupid little song. Something of, there's a shopping mall in it. I don't know. And we did this. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Who's it by? Steve Lacey. I don't know. I'm just talking. We about We weren't it. like we weren't like no idea. crazy about it, right? And then A B C D E F U by Gail, which was like sort of like a quasi modern punk rock sort of thing. Yeah, like. Yeah, like we thought that that was kind of fun, it was and fun. and like it's nice to have some guitars and things like that. Oh, I remember that we were happy that there was like yeah, a distorted guitar, like real pop. instruments and whatever, and and we kind of did a little comparison of like a live version of her singing it in her bedroom, and to prove that she really can sing. But it's like it's a corny, sure. fun little pop punk tune, right? Yeah. That's so it's like what's wrong with that? Nothing. Uh, and then we didn't do the Kendrick Lamar or the Jay-Z. And then the other song, sorry, is Easy On Me, Adele, which is where this whole podcast started. So it seems like uh, it was kind of nice and kind a of full circle. Now, I thought that that song was going to also had a really strong chance of winning because it was Adele. Sure. Um, and it's a it's a beautiful song and it's beautifully performed. <clears throat> and this year's winner, the Bonnie Raitt song, is very much like that song. Um, it's, uh, I think that the comparisons between them are... Are, are relatively obvious. Um, the only difference is that Bonnie Raitt is, you know, much older than Adele is. But it's a very heartfelt, um, stripped-down kind of song, right? Yes. And um, I really didn't know what to think listening to it, because when I... I saw... I, 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 I don't really don't pay attention to the Grammys all that much. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of, like got kind of miffed about it, like just seemed like a popularity contest. And then every now and then there's like a, like a light gets shined on the hope of like that the jurors mm-hmm. or the voting members of the Academy actually listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was in graduate school, Herbie Hancock, the great jazz pianist, yep. won album of the year for his uh, tribute to Joni Mitchell in a, in a, in a beautiful album. I wouldn't necessarily call it jazz all the way through. I would not call it jazz all the way through. Joni Mitchell was very much connected to the jazz scene. Uh, she hired jazz musicians in her bands, including very famous ones like Pat Metheny or Jaco Pistorius and Jaco Michael Pistorius. Brecker. From yep. Weather Report. Yep, from Weather. Nicely done. Doom. Nice. Like and, um, and so I, I took that as a huge win for the jazz community and then like, you know, whatever. Hmm. Like, how, you know, you get one every 60 years. <laughs> and, and that's fair. So, um, <laughs> and then it was just kind of like Matt, 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 Matt. And then last year, Silk Sonic did so well, mm-hmm. and John Batiste did so well mm-hmm. that it's like, holy crap, they're listening to musicians right now, like the the voting, yes. the people who vote for the for the Academy of Recording Arts. And uh, so 
I was like, wow, I don't know if they're going to get two years in a row. That sounds like a stretch. And I looked and I saw Bonnie Raitz and I'm just like, she's got no chance. Yeah. Because she's she's an old white woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Like that's not a that's good not thing to be. Now. No, that's not. That's like you don't want to be that right now. No, <laughs> you know she's the Karen. Of, of course, you want to be. Yeah, yeah, Karen Rate. No, <laughs> she's a beautiful soul. But um, so I just kind of was like, ah, I don't know. I think that it's probably going to go to Lizzo. Hmm. And um, what happened? How did we get this song? Well, it's an amazing song. I mean, like, I agree with you. Yeah, but it's but. The, some of those other songs are both great songs and massively popular. You think yeah, the combination yeah, yeah, yeah. would have carried them through. But they were like, no, no, despite its complete obscurity, yeah. this is the one. Well, I think that part of it, like in, in my thought process of it, it, it was like, okay, what is, first of all, identify what the song's about, right? The song is about um, a woman who is tied to her grief over losing her child. Many years ago, and that some guy shows up at her door with her son's organs, yeah. organ donor, right? Which is which, you know, that's a pretty powerful message, you know, and and uh, like, and it is not corny. It's not no, it's sensitive. There's yes. the right amount of metaphor and the right amount of of poetry that yes. goes into the song. That's right, but it's it's applicable because like. I would hope to say that universally the idea of a child dying is maybe the worst thing that could possibly happen, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm not a parent, but, like, you know, that's that's an awful thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And But then on the flip side of that, to know that even through that, somebody else got a life is a powerful thought, right? And... I think in today's popular music, like people forget the power of the poetry of music and like what a message can be like that, you know, like through somebody's grief, there, there is a, there is hope there, there can be. Right. And she brings this to the forefront uh, of the song when, uh, uh, when I was reading about it, thinking about her friend and John Prine, right? Yeah. Her friend, John Prine, who is a great songwriter who died during the COVID pandemic because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the world is still languishing and trying to navigate COVID, let alone process the damage that's done with the lives that are lost. Right. So there it, it's a mournful song. And I think that people, um, really uh, in their maybe of their grief over losing their loved ones because of the the pandemic or for whatever reason right could feel that that song applies to their life yes you know and uh i think that that's what people are a lot of people put music on to um in the background while they do their chores or while they have company over while they have dinner or something just that there's something in the peripheral of their world there and a lot of people put music on, you know, because it helps them temper what it is that they're going through in their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, pop music is not designed to fill that hole. Not usually. Not not often. Like popular yeah. music is still there to entertain. Yes. And you can entertain through deep message with deep messaging and 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 provocative 
imagery and poetry and and all that kind of stuff. Like That's Ke- been Kendrick proven Lamar's over and over and over again. Stuff right. He's Kendrick, got messages. Yeah, great messaging. Um, and and uh, Lizzo's song, great messaging. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, body positivity and and female empowerment and and all this kind of stuff. And and that's great, but I think that the the you know, to in all honesty, the one thing that unites all people is that we have that knowledge of our own impending demise. You know, you wrote a whole book about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I think that that song really like tugs on that just gently enough to get people to be like, hey, shit, you know, like, you know, like I know somebody who lost a child. Yeah. And I bet they would have really loved like to know that whoever got that person's heart or kidneys is yeah is okay. So I think the reality with the song itself, just the way the actual song, yeah, is that it's you know it's got a melody that sounds like other songs. Like it, you could whip out a guitar around a campfire and yeah. sing a song like this, and it would sound like a hundred other songs. Yeah, and the production value is very pared back. It's yeah. just her and her guitar. You know, because she wrote it herself on her guitar, and they didn't do too much more to it. So some no, organs yeah, that, that's an interesting point because, and that's like the kind of comparison to that Adele song that I like to, that I like to mm. make is that it's just that Adele song is an electric bass, a, a grand piano, and and a programmed kick. And this, there's a little synth thing there's at a, the beginning. There's a Hammond or something. Yeah, an organ or or something. I I didn't have good headphones on when I last listened to it, so it's kind of not super fresh in my head and her acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and bass. and then there's a i believe a, a bass or it's is there a bass or is a guitar tuned down to d oh, i don't know i can't remember um, it's either or it get, it gives a wide frequency breadth like yes, it sounds it very big. full and it's and it's very well recorded really nice mic yep uh really dry room but it's simple. it's very simple and then later there's some of her electric guitar Yes, there's a, yeah, like there's a she, little bit she of... She plays a little bling, bluesy bling. sort of Bonnie Raitty. She does Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Like, she's the queen of the blues. You but it, know, but slide, it is... Slide guitar master. But it's know. simple. So it's you're not so, gonna, so you're not distracted not, by the production. No, you're not and getting you a Grammy on production. you focus on her voice, and you focus on the lyrics. Like, they come out clear. They come out with intent and emotive. You could tell she feels the song. That's right. And, uh, and you know, just like that... Adele song or other songs that we've talked about in here where the recording production of it allows the artist to be themselves mm-hmm. and not get in the way of that. Remember a couple of weeks ago uh, on the podcast, we were doing the Shakira song and they erased and, and how they erased the identity of her yeah. voice through the overproduction. This is just like recorder, slap a little compression on there, a little ambient reverb and let her sing out of tune. She wants to fucking sing out of tune that she's a blues singer. I, that she's Bonnie Raitt. She's always a little that's on the flat side. She's supposed that's her, to be. That's her thing. That's the style. That's the idiomatic. That's what a musicologist would tell you is it's supposed to sound like. Mm. It's like, auto-tuning muddy waters yeah. would like well, i that, just want to walk over and punch you yeah. in the damn imagine face. imagine if you'd auto-tuned this song it what would a lose, nightmare it would lose everything yeah it just would it would i would you know well, i would be a, so upset this is a good interesting point for people to understand which is this song <clears throat> won for best like song of the year yeah and it is sung by a, a, a an amazing singer who has a style 
that includes not being on key all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right? And nowadays, that is anathema to, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Of course, you squish everybody perfectly on key. Yeah. That's the whole point of our kind of music. And this, is, this isn't this is just that <clears throat> occasionally she's out or whatever. It's it's stylistically, she's, like, she's intentionally a flat on... Per- it just, yeah, the way it works... She's perfectly out of tune. Yes. Like, and, when it needs to be. And... and and if you were to apply the sensibilities of today's production value onto that, you would absolutely destroy yeah, would, this it, music. Yeah. It and would then, not have the impact that it does. No. Especially, like, <clears throat> I don't know how many takes she did. I hope that she probably did two takes. I would I would love to know how many takes she did. Because, like, she put... You can... I've, I've had the luxury of working with some really great singers in my career. And... Uh, this is one of these instances where it's like probably like when she finished singing the song, like everybody in the booth was crying. That's right. You know, including herself. Like it's a very powerful performance. And, and, that, it, and that has to do a lot with her voice, the subject matter of the song, how she sang it, that it was not doctored. It was, and it was just her in a, in a, in a booth, maybe even in the control room with a microphone. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And, and, recorded live that sounds like it was recorded live it certainly if the, it was recorded the, in multiple takes it i don't think it even was no i think but those were full complete that would takes. just be one yeah because yeah. you're getting the same quality and the same emotional quality throughout yeah i don't think she would have dropped in and yeah they may have done multiple complete takes right and then but chosen like, one but bonnie ray like is from the old school like i'm just curious to see like um I'm getting the old Googles out here. Um, to see how her first thing. I just want to see how old she is. Um, she's got to be late 60s, early 70s. She's got to be in her 70s, I would say. But um, her first album is the, like, um, Angel from Montgomery is on that, mm-hmm. which is a John Prine song. And uh, that was a big hit for her. She was 20, I think, at that point. And I'm trying to find the damn link to. I'm messing. I'm messing all of this up. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie Raitt I'm just looking for a hyperlink to tap on my phone And I'm not doing a good job Phones are of it. hard, Jake, we're in our 40s now Yeah, no, she's 73 no, Anyways, geez, okay. So she's older than my parents You know, yeah. not to date my parents But they don't listen to this podcast So it's okay uh, <laughs> um, So, you know she She's from back in the day where it was like you, were, you recorded on tape. You were in a booth. Uh, and, you didn't have a lot of time. And tape was expensive. And they're, and they, you know, they're not always splicing the tape together. I don't have time for that. They're just going to do I it. Know, I was like, do the song. Yeah. And, uh, did you get it? Yeah. You want to do another one? Okay, fine. But that's it. Like, yeah, and then you time, do two, and then the that's money. it. You know, it's and moving the, on. The, so you tape, have the to reels get the perf- were literally expensive. The, the like, you, you would buy your own freaking reel of tape. Because yeah. it's expensive. Yeah, you'd have to bring it in in some cases, especially on smaller <clears throat> labels where they just didn't have the budget. Yeah. You know, and now yeah, everything is digital and 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 whatnot, but like your your practices of how you work in the studio are informed by by a that. 50-year career. Yeah. Like at the top of of her genre of blues and blues rock and 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 things like that. Like she's going to she's going to go in and nail that sucker. Like mm-hmm. just like boom and she'll come in and play like can we get a few guitar fills in there? And she probably just did the two or three fills that were there. And I was like, no, no, if I do more than that, it's going to take away from the song. That's right. That's right. Heaven forbid you take away from the song. Yeah. By overproduction. So- guys, guys and gals and non-binary pals. Don't fuck with the song. Yeah. If the song works, let it, let sleeping dogs lie. That's and, right. And bring 
what you have to the song as an artist and not bring what the producer can do in Pro Tools. Exactly. And let this be a lesson. Yeah. Because the Grammys sometimes do remember what a song can be. (laughs) And in this sense, it is just the subject matter, the nature of the poetry, the quality of her voice and the simplicity. It's not that the production value wasn't amazing. It was good, but it it wasn't the point. It wasn't the point. It was about the song. Yeah, it was just about the song. And And so... And even the melody wasn't like out of control, memorable, amazing hooky. It was perfectly good. It sounded like every other damn sort of folky Americana song. But the... All those other elements are what made it good. That's how you yeah. make a good song, is you write a good song about yeah. material that matters because it mattered to her because she saw that story. It touched her. Yeah. She obviously feels these feelings when she's singing it. Yeah. And she's thinking about John Prine. Yeah. And that is how you make music that but, doesn't suck. And I think that this song, too, I agree with your points. I think this that this song is going to be a timeless song uh, in terms of, like, People learning how to play the guitar and sure. do the hum and strum thing. Yeah. Like the, it has three chords. Yeah. Right? And, and simple it, plucky it's plucks. It's cool because it, it kind of like the chord, the way that the three chords work, like is a little, not what I would have predicted the first chord change. I was just like, oh, here we go. Like, mm-hmm. how's this going to get? But it's a lot of finger style sort of thing. And she's got a, she's got a, a vibe happening with that. But. Like it, for the hum and strummers out there who just want to learn a nice song and play it around a living room or whatever, like this has, you know, it's a, it's a sad, melancholic sort of song that actually is kind of, in a way, happy in the end and talks about grief and, 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 and those sorts of things. Again, things we relate to. But it has the na-na-na-na-na stuff in it, it too. Has, it has and has Like, na-na-na's win. Like Isn't that's, that amazing? That's like no matter what, 2023, people still want to hear na 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 na. There's na, three na. sets of a chorus with na 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 in it in the Grammy Award winning song. That's Who, what you know because the rest of it is so rest, powerful because it's it's there. Who like, would have on paper? I would say f no. You can't na 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 your way in 2023 to a Grammy. You're not gonna na 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 to a Grammy. She totally na 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 to a Grammy. Well, I I would imagine that that was added after the whole song was done and then maybe they had done this i'm speculating folks like that they had done a pass it was just like man it's really good but it's just missing something like what if we did some na na na's or there was probably like hey we should put maybe put a little slide guitar solo in because it's bonnie Raitt, right but it's like she's probably like no 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 let's make this about the song and let's just put a little melody in there and we'll na 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 it and then bob's your uncle and yeah Worked. It worked. And another Grammy for her. So, you know, she's won multiple Grammys. Like, so, you know, folks, if you're of a younger generation, i.e. the age that you're at starts with the two. (laughs) (laughs) And this is your first experience with Bonnie Raitt. I humbly request Mm -hmm. that you go and check out her back catalog because it is loaded with Outstanding, beautiful blues music and great rock music and great pop folk Americana music. She runs the gambit. She has a beautiful voice. She's a wonderful guitarist, and uh, uh, in that style, like she's not going to like be ripping up, you know, Joe Satriani or sure, sure, sure. Joe Pass or any other Joes. But like <laughs> as a blues guitarist, you know, like there are not a whole lot of uh, females who are synonymous with being great blues guitarists. You know, not a lot, mm-hmm. but 
she's certainly at the top of that heap, and she's had a long, long, successful career at it. Yeah. So, Gen Z's, Jake can't make you love her. No. See, I did there, Jake. I see. I see what you did. That was good. Uh, But listen to Uncle Jake. Yeah. Listen to Bonnie Raitt. Check out her back catalog. It's amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. And And uh, she deserved this award. But I think Lizzo deserved it as well. I think we would not have been disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, It would have been great. Lizzo, by the way, awesome. So don't worry. She'll be back to win. Oh, she'll she'll be back. She'll be back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. So uh, again, I'm not going to play the song at the end because that's not how it works these days with copyright. So go Google Bonnie Raitt uh, and and, actually just Google Bonnie Raitt and start playing everything you find. Yeah. Just go uh, get an essential playlist. This will probably be in the... In the essential playlist now because of the, of the Grammy, Grammy Award. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. This is fun, Jake. Peace. Night. I didn't expect that. No, Peace. me either. <laughs> Peace out, yo. Yeah. Good night. <laughs>Why Are People Listening to This is brought to you by the Black Box Collective and Outside the Lines Press. It's produced by me, Jake Hanlon, and my friend, Justin Gregg. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you could do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. Online is many layers.